Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh, and you're watching another podcast here online. Don't really have a tag to go with this. Don't even have a theme to go with this. I was just washing uh, my wife's car, and the Holy Spirit gave me this message um, spawned from a post that I posted earlier today on Facebook, and so I felt led to do it. So I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to come in live. What's up, Simba? Give you guys an opportunity and gals to come in live. We're going to be talking about what's attracted to you. It's very important to know who we are because who we are is going to determine what's attracted to us. So come in live. Um, this this is for everyone. I don't have a barely mentioning this. I don't have a daily play to connect to this. I don't have a, a dating prep to connect to this. This ain't a what should I do Wednesday. This is something that I feel God has placed in my heart to give to you. And if you're new to my channel, this channel is designed to help you grow spiritually for God's optimal use. My goal as a coach is to help make sense of life for you. So feel free to join our Unpluggers community here online. And if you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe. Hit the bell so you can get all the uh, post notifications. But with all that being said, let's get right into what I want to discuss with you all today because it was pressed on my heart this evening. What's up, everybody? Let me make sure I show some respect for those who joining me live. Now, we got Simba. Thank you for watching. Pink October, what's going on? Jennifer, what's going on? How you feeling? Oh, I know you, Jennifer. What's going on? Michelle Miller, what's up? Tammy Cody, what's going on? Uh, Nick Antoine, Cedric, what's up? Tanisha Stewart, what's going on? Thank you for watching from Atlanta. Pink, I believe God, uh, good and bad is some things I got to change. I know it. Hey, coach, I've been uh, attracting all the wrong things. I already know. So this must be hitting right the nerve that God wants to hit in all of you guys' life. Thank you for watching from Austin. What's up, Sabrina Lopez? What's up, Bethel? What's up, Shalomar? What's going on, Jennifer? What's going on? Oh, my wife's in the building, so you know it's going to be a good word on today. Thank you for watching, Jaretta. Let's get right. Jennifer, what's going on? I've been great. Thanks for all your awesome. You're so welcome. No problem. Miami, what's going on? What's up from Dallas? Let's get right into it because I got to get ready for school tomorrow. Hope you guys and gals had an exceptional Labor Day. Hope you guys got some rest. Hope you guys are, are... that's right. That's right, Michelle. You attract what's within. But let's get right to some points. The scripture that I want to discuss today is very simple. Psalms 37, 4. Nothing to, um, nothing to, um, um, dense but deep. Um, uh, but as Psalm 374 says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. But let's break that down for a minute. You see that there's um whatever has your delight has your desires, and you notice in the text it says that he will give, meaning that he is the deliverer. Many people do not want to delight themselves in God because they know that God delivers based upon maturity. He doesn't deliver things into our life based upon our demand. God don't care about demand and supply or supply and demand. He understands that I have the supply. You may have the demand, but you don't have the maturity. And it's, it's important for you and I to understand that God is the one that we should allow to be the sole person to deliver things into our lives. But before God can deliver what we desire, he must change our desires and the way our desires are changed is if we delight in him whatever you delight in most has your heart what do you delight in that would determine who your deliverer would be. You see what I'm saying? In order for God to deliver, he has to deliver. Before God can deliver to you what you desire, he must deliver your desires. There must be deliverance in your heart. There must be something in you that says, I got to do better. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I reasoned like a child. I thought like a child. But when I became a man or a woman, I put away those childish things. There has to be a place in your life where you say, God, deliver me from these damaging desires. Deliver me from these these immature desires. Deliver me from this carnality that's crippling me from being the individual that I was destined to be. But because we have to understand that the, the in order for us to delight in God, we have to let delight in. In order for us to delight in God, we have to let delight in, the light of God in. Je, uh, John chapter three talks about how people don't want to be, don't want to come to the light lest their deeds be exposed. But in order for our delight to change and be delighted in God, we have to let delight in to reveal to us all the different things that is keeping us from maturing and the things that's causing us to attract what we are attracting. The Bible says, they that delight themselves in the Lord, he will give them the desires of their heart. Now, many people look at that and be like, well, all I got to do is somewhat delight in God. Man, we act like God don't see the depths of our hearts. God sees the depths of you. He knows exactly what's, what's wrong with you and what needs to mature in you. And we're talking about real delight. I'm talking about God is your joy. 
God is your hope. God is your passion. God is your everything. And that takes a time for a believer to get to. But what most people fail or, or choose to do rather is not to follow that flow, but to follow their, their desires. And what they want in life is that they want it now. But you have to understand your level of maturity will determine the level of your management ability. I'm going ahead of myself. Let's break down some points. You read, I'm, I'm glad that scripture, I'm glad. So this is confirmation for you, Jaretta. Thank you so much for watching. I'm glad that scripture was what you read today. But let's get to some problems. And we're going to talk about some points. And then we're going to break down how to better yourself to attract differently. All right. Now the problem, many people are attracted to things that are not attracted to them. Many people are attracted to things, ideas, or people that are not attracted to them. It's crazy how many of us are attracted to wealth, but not attracted to health because we need the health to get the wealth or to, to maintain or sustain the wealth. You have to be it before you have it. You have to be it in order to manage it. And what most people think is at the bottom level, many people there, how can I put this there? Um, they're attracted to things. I'm attracted to this type of man. I'm attracted to this type of woman. I'm attracted to this type of wealth. I'm attracted to this level of life. But that level of life is not even attracted to you. It ain't even looking your way. It ain't even thinking about you. It don't even find you cute. It don't even find you handsome because those mature things are only attracted to mature individuals. Now, you can get those things, but it'll be off the clearance rack. You can get a man, but it'll be off the clearance rack. You can get a woman, but she'll be off the clearance rack. You can get some money, but it'll be cleared out your life as quickly as you got it. You see what I'm saying? So in order to manage mature things, you have to become a mature individual. See, many of us, we are attracted to these different things, but the question is not the question is not what you are attracted to. The question is, is it attracted to you? That's my next point. It says the question is not what you are attracted to, but is what you are attracted to attracted to you? Would a man of God be attracted to you right now? Now, you may got the hips, you may got the lips, but you don't got the depth. You see what I'm saying? Would a, would a, would a woman of God really be attracted to you? You got the car, you got the money, but you can't pray nothing. You can't pray worth nothing. You don't have no depth to you. You attracted to the money, but is but is 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 wealth attracted to you? See, there's a different thing between money and wealth. You, you may get money, but can you get wealth? You have to have a healthy mindset and a wealthy mindset in order to manage those different components of life. And my and the question is not what you are attracted to. The question is, is what you are attracted to attracted to you? Look around your life and, you, and I can and look around your life and the answer to what you and what you see will be the answer to who you are. Who are you? What are you attracting? Who are you attracting? What is always in your life? Those are questions you have to understand and grasp. Because in order for me to change what comes my way, I got to change my way of thinking. I got to change my way of living. If I want my path to be made straight, I got to change some things on the inside of me. The problem is many people are attracted to things ideas or people that are not attracted to them. The question is not what you are attracted to. The question is, is what you're attracted to attracted to you? Next point. Who do you need to be to have what you want to have? That's my second question for you this evening. Who do you need to be to have what you want to have? Who do you need to be to have what you would like to have. And once you find out what you want to have and then research who you need to be, then you got some work that needs to be done. Singleness, uh, seasons of, of isolation are blessings. You see what I'm saying? Rejection is for your protection. Isolation is, 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 is a benefit because it gives you an opportunity to become. See, many people want to have, but they don't want to give them the time to become. Who do you need to be to have what you want to have? And also, is the things that you want to have what God wants you to have? I had to learn that about my life. 
There were some things that I want in my life, but God will always pose the thought or the question in my heart is, would you still love me if I didn't have that for you? What if you never became a millionaire, Josh? Would you still follow me? What if you never sold a million books? Would you still follow me? And would you still do it? What if you what if you never reached this level that your contemporaries have reached? What if you never get here? Would you still follow me? And God is asking you. It is not, he's not asking you that question because he doesn't have it in the in the um in the safe for you. He just wants to know how how much have you given him the keys to the safe of your heart? Because you got to love him more than anyone. You got to be able to say, God, if you never give me a dime, I'm going to serve you. It would have, would have, would have, would have, would have God never had it for you to be married? Would you still serve? This doesn't mean that he doesn't have it for you to be married, but that's a question I have to ask yourself. Would I still follow God, even though, even if the things that I want were never meant to follow me? Are you really content with your singleness and see the value of your singleness? You see what I'm saying? Do you really love God for who he is, where you are in contentment? It's not an easy place to find yourself, but it's a, it's a it's the place you need to find because a lot of people, they want things. And when they get those things or if they get those things, they leave God right now, man. If you was to have what you've been begging God to have. Would you leave God? You know how many people leave God? The heart is what's in question, not your desires. It's your heart. Let's keep going. The level of your maturity will determine the level of your management ability. The level of your maturity will determine the level of your management ability. That's very important. The level of your maturity will determine the level of your management ability. If you want to manage more, you have to become more. If you want to manage more, you have to become more. And God, God don't care about demands. And some of us, we so emboldened, we command God to do so. God don't care about that. He cares about, are you mature enough to manage it? Do you know that there's more that comes with marriage, that comes with money, that comes in life, that you have to be that person? People get so caught up on the moment of promotion versus the season of prudence that follows it. There's there's three areas of life that you have to understand. I wrote this in my book, my newest book, the seventh book that I'm writing now yesterday. I talked about season of preparation, season of promotion, and season of prudence are three very important phases of a person's life. God gives you a season of preparation for the season of promotion, and God gives you the season of promotion, which is brief, for the season of prudence. Prudence means stewardship, right? So before every season of promotion, there's a season of preparation. And many of us, the reason why God hasn't promoted us is because we haven't really taken... Uh, or haven't appreciated his season of preparation. The season of preparation is a gift. Your singleness is a gift. This season of isolation is a gift. This season of you and God is a gift because he's preparing you for promotion. But people care so much about the promotion of a thing or the promotion season or the season of change, but that's the briefest season of the three. You get a job, promotion lasts. If you get promoted on Friday and your new job starts Monday, you only have three days, three days to celebrate your promotion. A wedding is a day of promotion, six hours wedding to uh, uh, the, the reception. That's three or four hours of promotion. But the next day, but that night, you a husband, husband. That night, you a wife, wife. You see what I'm saying? So we celebrate and look for the timing, the season of promotion. Oh, I can't wait to be promoted. Oh, but don't you know there's another season that comes after that season of promotion? And that season that comes after the season of promotion, which is brief promotion, is that long, that deep, that wide. What comes at a season of prudence? Season of prudence means season of stewardship. You see what I'm saying? Stewardship is key. And what most people forget is, man, I, I, I want to be married. I want to have these different things. I want to, uh, I can't wait to my wedding day or I can't wait till I get that promotion. But are you ready for the responsibilities that comes with a promotion? People want to be promoted, but they don't want the pressures of that position. 
And people forget that these positions are more than just titles. Oh, I got the title of a husband, but do you know the weight of a husband? I got the title of a wife, but do you know the weight of a wife? I got the title of a minister, but do you know the weight of a minister? I got the title of an entrepreneur, but do you know the weight of an entrepreneur? We want the titles, but we don't want the tests. We want the titles, but we don't want to be thorough. The level of immaturity will determine the, the level of immaturity it determined by will determine the level of your management ability. If you want to manage more, you got to become more. Next point. In order to attract differently, hear me closely. In order to attract differently, you have to subtract specifically. In order to attract differently, you have to subtract specifically. Now, what does that mean? In order to attract different things, I have to subtract specific things. I got to remove, subtract things out of the equation of my life so I can attract new pieces to my life. What do you need to subtract out of your life? I want you to get a sheet of paper tonight. I want you to write down all the things you want to attract in your life. I want you to write down who you are in comparison to what you want to attract. And I want you to write down the things you need to subtract. And I need you to write the things you need to do in order to attract those different things. In order to attract differently, you have to subtract specifically. Yes, that's right, Michelle. You got to count the cost, man. Counting the cost will keep you from suffering loss. That's real. Counting the cost will keep you from suffering loss. We suffered losses because we didn't count the cost of a thing. If we count the cost of relationship, the time, the money, the energy, the cost of pursuing an endeavor, the time, the money, and energy, many of us would have decided it's probably in my best interest not to pursue it. There's people that found out, man, after the wedding day that, man, I probably should have waited. People found out after they pursued this or that that they probably should have waited. That's why the Bible said, delight yourself in the Lord. In the Lord, Lord meaning ruler, owner. See what I'm saying? And people don't like the word Lord because of slavery. Everyone, all of us are a slave to something. It's better, it's best to be slave, a slave or a bond servant to a gentle master. You see what I'm saying? And, 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 and in order for us to benefit that, and thank you so much for giving, I really appreciate that. That we have to understand that he's the Lord of our life. Lord means he purchased us, that he bought us with a significant price for us to become significant individuals to, to, to help. In, in a dying world. And when you understand that, you'll be like, look, God, show me what's keeping me from being who I need to be. Why not be the only master of your life? Because you're not a good master of your life. There's no, there's no possible way that you can manage your life. You can only manage it to a certain point, but each of us and every one of us are flawed, fam. And so you have to really look at your life and say, you know what? If you really, if you looked at your life, how well is your life right now in your management? You see what I'm saying? I've lived, my, I've learned from my own life that I cannot manage my own life. My life has gotten better when I let it go, when I let it go into God's hands. Just like air, just like air gives us breath to breathe, it's the same thing that God does for us, that it's in him that we live, move, and have our being. You see what I'm saying? So when you understand that, now you now if you're not saved, you're not going to understand this, fam. So you see, if, you're not, if you don't believe in Christ, if you don't believe in this thing, you're not going to understand it. Now, if your mind is dark and you're not going to be able to understand the light that wants to illuminate your life to help you see the life that you're supposed to live. So if if and I hope this understand, I hope this leads to you to research um, just how flawed we are and in our flawedness, how desperate need we are for a savior and the spirit that we need to indwell inside of us to get us to go forward. Oh, that's good, fam. That's good. But yeah. He said, I died so that you may have life and life more abundantly. He said, I gave you my spirit so that you could become who you need to be to advance the kingdom of God in, in your area of dominance. And so that's what I'm saying, man. Keep deep digging deep, bro, because I'm telling you, there's no way we can control our lives. Because I promise you, I give yourself a year trying to control your life and see where you end up. But let's keep going. In order to attract differently, you have to subtract specifically. The Holy Spirit will let you know the specific things you need to subtract out of your life so that you can live the life that God has for you. Now, this message is not for you to do X, Y, and Z so that you can have A through whatever. You see what I'm saying? This is designed for you to have what God wants you to have with a purpose-focused mindset so that you can attract what's already been in place in your life. God utilized different things and situations and circumstances and storms and season, seasons 
to help you to help you grow into a place of maturity so that these natural these other things can be released in your life there are there are people right now who has lands who has uh that I didn't tend vineyards that I didn't tend buildings I did not build money I didn't work for it laid up for me but God is saying I'm not going to release those different things until you become the person that's able to steward now when you begin to become aware of those different things then you will utilize your time now to prepare to become the steward and the manager of when those things are released let's keep going now how to better yourself how to better yourself this is important because you attract who you are the question of tonight is not what you are attracted to the question is is what uh, is what you are attracted to attracted to you now we're going to talk about how to better yourself how to better yourself to attract differently let's keep going how to better yourself, B-E-T-T-E-R, how to better yourself. Number one B, the first of the Bs, you got to find and anchor yourself to the bedrock, the bedrock. You have to find and anchor yourself in the bedrock, and the bedrock is Christ. There was Bible talks about it was two different builders, one that built on sand and one that built on the rock. I love the text. It didn't say that the person built on a rock. He built on the rock, the rock. That means there's no other rock that's in comparison. In order to better myself, I have to build on the rock. The Bible says that every believer will be judged on how they build on the stone, which is Jesus, how they build on the foundation was Jesus. Some will build with precious stones. Some will build with hay and straw, but everyone's work will be tried by fire. That's in first, second Corinthians, right? So what I'm trying to imply is even if you find the bedrock, you have to build correctly on that rock. But in order to better yourself, you got to sift through all of the the sand, the things that look like what you can build your life on, that looks like it's solid enough for you to build. And you got to find the bedrock and then build your life. Don't lay another brick. Don't build nothing else in your life until you have completely demolish what you have built in your own strength and find the bedrock who is Jesus and say, Father, how am I supposed to build on the sacrificial death and, and the, um, the resurrection of the lo living Lord? How am I supposed to build on this? Because when you get all the way down to the bottom, then you're able to see how you're supposed to build. So in order to better yourself, you got to find him. You got to find him. Sometimes God help make sometimes God is, makes you hit rock bottom so that you can build right. Sometimes God lets you hit rock bottom so you can build right from the bottom. And so many of us are like God, Josh, Josh, why am I going through so much? God is stripping you so that you can hit the ground and find Jesus. And then you'll be like, you know what? I have nothing else left but this foundation I'm supposed to build on. Everything else that I tried to build, every new storm that came in my life, washed it away. But I'm so glad I found the way, the rock. And now I'm going to build my life. Exactly. Humble yourself. Listen, there's two ways to be humbled. Either you humble yourself or be humbled by God. It's your choice. So choose you this day. How you want to be humbled. And the best way is to be like the wise Buddha said, I'm getting rid of all these sands, these false ways to build, these false foundations. And, and see, see, many people, they want to build quick, so they, they just build on sand. Those people don't have the right mindset. Those who have, those who desire to build well says, you know what, that looks good. I may be able to build quick, but I got to be able to find the rock that ensures I last. What's important to build quick? or to last. People who build quick don't care about longevity. Those who find the rock care about being anchored and solid. In order to better yourself, you have to find and anchor or root yourself in the bedrock who is Christ. The second B, you have to become a friend of God. You got to become a friend. You got to be a friend. Listen, man, in order to better yourself, you got to befriend. Befriend the one who knows you better than you know yourself. Man, that's my best friend. Is the is, is God, y'all? Like, in order for me to become better, I gotta be with the one that has my best interest and see the best of me, even while I'm striving to become that person. You see what I'm saying? We have to get to a place where we say, "Am I a friend of God? Am I a friend of God? 
Am I associate? Am I a fair weather friend? Or am I no? Not some most most people when it comes to God are not fair weather friends. They only poor weather friends with God. They only want to be God's friend when things are poor. But let the weather become fair, and they become a fairy tale. God becomes a distant fairy tale, a disbelief, a, 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 a mystical figure that they don't need anymore. And but but when you become a friend of God, you become an all weather friend. God, I praise you. And rejoicing you in no matter what season. I got to be God's friend. God, what's on your heart? That's how you become better. When you begin to receive the burdens off of God's heart and you actually care about it. Are you a friend of God? In order to become better and attract differently, you got to be a friend of God. Because when you become, because if the Bible, not the Bible, but you hear people say, show me your friends, show your future. If God's your best friend, then that means your future is bright. The next B. After you find and anchor yourself to the bedrock, after you have befriend, befriended God and, and become a friend of God, next you have to believe in yourself. Man, you got to believe in yourself. Man. We're not talking about no cocky confidence. We're talking about Christ confidence. Man, nobody can take me off of who I am in Christ. I know who I am. I'm so glad I found out who I am in him. I'm glad I found who I am and the great I am. Now I'm able to really be like God. Now we can go possess this land. We are well able. You have to believe in yourself. You're not, no, we're not talking about the you you used to be. We're talking about the you that has been renewed in Jesus. When you know who you are in Christ, you got something to believe in. I believe in myself. I can do all things in Christ who strengthened me. And I love that scripture, but it's one of the most taken out of context scriptures of all the Bible. One at least top 15. People think I can do all things. All things doesn't mean everything. It means specific things tailored to you. I can do all things that is reserved for Joshua Ezra to do. I can't do the things you do. That's what keeps you from making comparisons. It doesn't matter what your friend is doing. It doesn't matter what they're doing. What's the all that God has for you to do? Some of us are distracted from doing our all things, doing some of the things of other people. You got to get to a place, God, what is the all that I'm supposed to do in my life because that's the only thing Jesus is required to strengthen you for. God is not going to strengthen you to be like me, nor strengthen me to be like you. If that's not a part of the job description, the life description for me, he's only going to strengthen you for the things he has called you to. So if you want that supernatural sustainment from God, you better find out the will of God and pursue it. Because the safest place and the most energized place you will ever find yourself is smack dab in the will of God. It's that simple. You see what I'm saying? So in order to better yourself, you got to believe in yourself, right? Last but not least, in order to better yourself and to attract differently, man, you got to become a blessing. Some of us are so self-centered that we bless no one. You got to become a blessing. You got to become a person of value to attract value. You see what I'm saying? So what I mean by that, you got to become a blessing. The reason why you will never find me jobless is because I'm too valuable. I'm actually more valuable than the position I hold at my school. Therefore, they'll never let me go. I'm too valuable. You got to become a blessing. You got to be such a blessing that people like, you got to be like to a place. I don't care how wicked this country may come to. It don't matter how wicked this world may come to. The pharaohs will be like, we can't get rid of this Joseph guy. We can't get rid of this Daniel. They're too valuable. We're so disposable. It's, we're so just we easily disposed of because we're not full of value. You got to become a blessing in order to better yourself and to attract differently. You got to say, okay, who, what group of people am I supposed to be a blessing to? I know I'm a blessing to the people that watch and listen to because I've been blessed by God and I, I, I know and I understand value. That's why you got to blossom wherever you plant it so you can be uprooted from a place that you dislike and eventually placed in a garden that you want to grow from. You got to become a blessing, yo. You can't become a burden. Are you more of a burden than a blessing? You got to ask yourself. If you are a blessing, you attract blessings. If you're a burden, you attract burdens. So many of us are more of a burden than we are a blessing. And we wonder why blessings don't come find us. Blessing comes to those who are a blessing. Blessings find those who are blessing. Blessings find those who are in the process, in the act of blessing others. If you want God to bless you, bless someone else continuously. And you do that through your gift. The Bible says your gift will make room for you and make you a blessing to, to people. Are you a blessing or are you a burden? 
how to better yourself to attract differently. You got to be E, eternally minded. E, you can't eternally mind. You see what I'm saying? You can't make your home here. Your home should not be your earthly one. This is just you renting. You're just, this is, this is, this is an Airbnb. It's an Airbnb. You just here. This is a hotel. It don't matter how big or how small your home is. It's supposed to give you shelter to do your specific purpose. When you eternally minded, you think differently. See what I'm saying? When you eternally minded, you have stronger goals. You have a stronger pool. You care about eternity. You legacy minded. You generational, you generational focus. See what I'm saying? In order to better yourself, you gotta, you gotta be eternally minded. You can't think in this earth realm. You gotta, you gotta be in position to to, to bring value to the one that enlists you. The Bible says. A real soldier doesn't entangle himself in civilian affairs for his hope or her hope is in the one that enlisted them. And so when your hope and love is in the one that has enlisted you into the army of God and as an ambassador for his kingdom to advance his causes, then you will begin to realize that earthly, not earthly, but not, the earth will yield it. Woo, the earth will begin to yield itself to you because you have an eternal focus. God will find a way for the earth and the wicked to, to, to yield these resources to you because you have a greater cause and a greater purpose. God will cause people to give into your bosom, press down, shaking together, running over. You see what I'm saying? When you have an eternal mind, when you care about the kingdom of God and advancing his causes, that's how you better yourself and say, Holy Spirit, give me an eternal mind. And then you will begin to see earth, the earth yield its fruits. You will begin to see the a wealth of the wicked transferred to you because your heart and your mind and your hands and your feet is all towards the advancing of God's kingdom. How to better yourself? T, this first T, you got to take time seriously. You got to take time seriously and maximize it. Your time equals your life. How you use your time would determine the quality of life that you will live. See what I'm saying? If you want to attract different things, if you want to become a better person, you got to respect time. Time keeps on ticking. It don't care what you're doing. And that's what I'm telling you. That's why coach is on his seventh book right now. I told my wife the other day in church while the pastor was preaching. No, 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 knock, no knock to the preachers. Just how when the Holy Spirit hits, I don't, I, I got, I got, I got, I wrote two or three skeletons for a book. I wrote down 14, 15 card ideas. See what I'm saying? Like, like, like I, I got I'm already set in production for 20 to 30 years from now in books. I'm set 20 to 30 years in books. That's just books and card games. We're not talking about the, the 60 to 70 videos I do a year. We're not talking about the endless uh, things that I do in a school system. We're talking about I'm already mapped out because I say, no, my time will be used to glorify God and get things done for residual income and residual impact. You got to understand that. Life is meant for you to be in the residuals category. God don't mind you having wealth if you have the wealth mind. And that wealth mind is a fruit of the mind of Christ. See what I'm saying? So God will position you. He'll give you ideas. But many people settle for a career, then maximizing and mastering their craft and enhancing their gift, which will make room for them. You see what I'm saying? And mo the reason why people don't get what they want to have, they don't utilize their time right to ensure that what they give is an excellence. Use your time to make to create excellence. And maximize it, man. How many of y'all utilize your day towards your craft? How many of y'all in this Labor Day weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, spent more than four to five hours on your craft? That should let you know what you care about. How much time did you give God this weekend? How much time did you invest in yourself this weekend for personal development? How much time did you invest in the book, the album, the business idea, the entrepreneurial endeavor? How much time? But tomorrow you're going to go to work for somebody else who done found a gift, clocking in, clocking out, help another woman or man's dream out, and you ain't gave none. Listen, see, I, I, you got to understand. You got to have a different mindset. You got to understand that, yeah, you're going to work some jobs that you ain't going to like. Yes, you're going to have to do things you don't have to do. But if you have a focus and you know this time I'm at this job, now I'm going to get into a position to where I utilize these coins as money here. I'm going to learn. God has you at that job for a reason to learn. Utilize that time. Don't complain about the time you have in a place that you don't want to be. Find the reason why you're there and blossom there and learn. I'm in a school system. 
Do you know how many programs I was trying to get into the YMCA's when I worked at the YMCA and I used to get upset with God? Like, God, why is my ideas not taking off? And then God had me in a place, even though I didn't like working there, I loved the people. I didn't really like that place because I didn't feel like that was where I needed to be. Come to find out that was the place that an assistant principal of a school that I'm at the school I'm working at right now asked me to come get that job. Now I'm with my wife and I don't mentor over a hundred kids and about to uh, get 40 and 50 more kids this year. See what I'm saying? And now I got my first children's book and, and the principal already ordering the books. Another school going to be ordering some more books and people been ordering books all over the country. Come on, man. But if you get so caught up wasting time complaining about where you are instead of rooting yourself and looking at where you are to see where you can learn, how do I not know if God wants me to do something else? God, I, I was asking God, yo, God, I want to impact the 19 YMCA's in Charlotte. G God was like, you 19? 19. How about 300 schools in Charlotte, Josh? What about Union County? What about Iredell County? What about South Carolina schools? What about Detroit, Josh? What about Chicago? Enhance your thinking. Get into a place where you say, God, how should I use my time so that I can attract things that will help me, that'll help me gain even more fruit from my time? Let's keep going because I'm, <laughs> I'm in a river on this evening. How to better yourself? That where I want to get to. The second T. You got to establish new thought patterns. <clears throat> you got to think differently. In order to think differently, you got to have your mind renewed. You got to establish new thought patterns. We are creatures of habit. Your thought patterns, let me let me go back. Your thoughts, the thoughts you allow will determine your thought patterns. Your thought patterns will determine your mindset. This book that I'm writing right now is going is going to impact some lives. The thought, your thoughts, the thoughts you allow comes inside of itself so you gotta understand thoughts are seeds just like inside of every seed is a tree and a bunch of fruit the same thing is with a thought a thought just doesn't come by itself the thought you allow to sink in will burst out of it thought patterns the patterns that goes with that type of thought if it's a negative thought it has a negative ripple effect it has a do you not know that thoughts have vibrations everything in life is about vibrations and energy think about that one thought comes in mind vibrates through your soul and based upon the security of your soul, based upon the leadership of the spirit of God of your soul will determine the ripple effects. And now that thought which has been sucking into your mind that you allow because you have not yet to establish thought casting down systems, the casting, the casting thought, uh, 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 how you put it, the thought caster downer. Uh, 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 first series, volume one. You got to have establishing your mind through the word of God, renewing yourself, a, 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 a way of thinking, a way of processing that knows how to cast down vain imaginations and accept valid ones. But thoughts comes inside of it with patterns already in it. So when it's sucking into your soul and the patterns are released, now you got thought patterns. And the, and the longer you walk on that thought path, on that thought pattern, will determine where your mind will sit. And wherever your mind will sit will determine what comes into your life. In order to change what you have, you got to change the way you think about what you currently have. If you want to have more, think correctly about what you have. People want more, but don't, don't have the right thought processes or don't even think, can't even think properly about what they have. Because if you think properly what you have, you can think better and process better for the things you want to have. Now, good question, Nick. What to do if you are overwhelmed by your thoughts? Now, good question. Overwhelmness is the, is the enemy. It's from the enemy. He wants you overwhelmed. Overwhelmed means you're burnt out. Now, this is what you do. You got to take every thought captive, my friend. What I mean by that is if you feel overwhelmed, this is what I want you to do tonight and any other day or night you feel overwhelmed. Get a notebook and I want you to write down every single overwhelming thought, right? The reason why you feel overwhelmed is because you're not, you, you don't have the right scripture context. You don't have the right mindset to combat that. Thank you for the scripture. Thank you for that. So what you have to do is you have to say, okay, I'm going to write down all these thoughts that I have that's making me feel overwhelmed. And I'm going to do two categories, two sides, maybe three. You have uh, vain, valid, right? 
And the third one is the scriptures. I want you to write down all the thoughts you have. And I want you to write down beside it. You don't have to do the three things. You could do right beside it. This is a vain thought. And I want you to write down why it's vain. This is a valid thought. And then I want you to write down why it's valid. But you do that in comparison to what the scripture says about that specific thought. And then in order to have combative warfare against the overwhelmings of those thoughts that's been strategically, demonically placed in your life. Now you got to write that scripture on a note card, right? Put that scripture on your phone and put a timer. This is why I tell some people I coach. I want you to put... um. I think it's with your notes and you could put a timer uh, of when you support, when you can look at that thing. So it'll pop up at 10 o'clock and I want you to write yourself a note that says, uh, quote the scripture, just read it, put it every hour on the hour, let your phone give you an alarm with that alarm, give you the scripture and you, and you speak that scripture aloud. And then over time, that scripture will become you and you'll be speaking it with faith. And you will already have implanted in your mind the, the, the scripture Rolodex to go against those things that's trying to come against you. So you write down all those thoughts that's overwhelming you. Then you write down scriptures that combat the vainness of it. And then you rewrite the valid thoughts that you need to have. You understand, you're a creature of habit. If you want to think differently, you have to think differently. So what you mean is if you if you want to combat your old way of thinking, you got to introduce your mind to new wake of thinkings, new thought patterns and say, OK, OK, what does the Bible say about faith? What does the Bible say about patience? You welcome, Nick. What does the Bible say? And then make that more of a habit, because the more you entertain negative thought, you're going to believe it. But when you it's hard to cast down a thought that you can't see on paper. What helps me is right. I write the thought on paper and I'm like, wow, Josh, you thought it, you, Josh, you wasted time on this. This has no validity to the value of your life. Hope that helped you, fam. You got to establish new thought patterns. You got to change the way you, if you want to, if you want to be better, you got to think better. Because when you change your thoughts and you allow the Holy Spirit to renew your mind, you have new perspective points as pillars in your mind that when negative thoughts come against that, that thing kicks it out immediately. E for time's sake, because I got to get ready to go work. E. Come on now. In order to better yourself, to attract different, you have to exercise and eat right. You see, they call me Slim Rev now. I call myself Slim Rev. You know what I'm saying? But the people that getting caught up with the movement, I'm Slim Rev now. You see what I'm saying? Right? So, 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 so in order for me to, to attract better, I gotta be healthy. I gotta be better. Because if I do you know how much stress, basic stress, we're not talking about over stress, we're talking about basic stress that comes with. When I mean by stress, that your body is stressed, like your body is stretched, your body is going through stuff. Man, you got to you gotta make sure that your arteries are good. You got to make sure your muscles are stretched. You got to make sure you're good because people want to get married. But do you know how much ripping and running you got to do for marriage? Do you know how much mentally preparation you got to do in order to make sure that you well in your marriage, the type of things you have to do? And then let alone have kids now. Like now you stretch four different, five different ways. It's better for you to be single in Nebraska in a corner somewhere because you're not even healthy enough to have what you want to have. How healthy is your heart? How healthy is your body? How healthy is all of you? You got to exercise, eat right, and you got to execute. You just can't want to be better. You got to actually execute. I want you to write down that list. I want you to write down who you need to be to have what you want to have. And before you even finish, when you finish the list, be able to say, God, show me, help me cross everything off this list that you don't want me to have. And God's always going to ask you a question. He's going to be like, are you happy with me? Hmm. Are you happy with me? Are you content with me alone? It, that's the test that if you pass, blessings will come find you. If you pass, if you truly love God more than anything, oh man, things will come hunt you. Blessings be with a crowbar at your door talking about, we trying to find you. Blessings would be like, you be like, hello, who is it? Blessings. <laughs> you be a, you, listen, blessings found me and my wife at Whole Foods the other day. I'm over here. I'm like, man, why am I stomach cramping up, yo? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go gluten free for some time. Me and my wife walked down the aisle and I said, I'm just going to look. I want some donuts, man. Do they got gluten-free donuts? I, you know what I'm saying? And gluten-free bread. But okay. So I'm, me and my wife walking down the aisle, led by the spirit of God. So you got to be led everywhere because I, my wife and I was led down the right aisle. Hey, we got down to the end of the aisle. This guy was stocking. This guy was stocking foods. I think he was an angel, but let's, let's, we'll digress. He was stacked. This guy opened up his thing and said, do y'all need any help? 
And I was like, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm going gluten-free. And I'm looking for something. He said, what kind of gluten stuff are you looking for? I said, the first thing came out of my spirit. The first thing that came out of my spirit, on the tip of my tongue, I said, I'm looking for donuts. Guess what he was stocking? Guess what he was stocking in that Whole Foods aisle? Gluten-free donuts. And you know what that brother did? He gave me and my wife three boxes for free. $15 to $20 off of gluten-free. You see what I'm saying? My wife, my wife right there, true story. My wife got the LOL true story in the comments right now. The man pulled up on me and talking about, uh, 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 oh, he gave me the chocolate covered donuts. I said, oh, bet. I was like, but young, I like the powdered ones. He said, I give you the powdered ones too. And my wife, you know, my wife, she, she, she operates in the abundance. See me, I, I'm like, you know, that's, that's enough. God, I'm, I'm at the top of the brim. I don't want to run over God. See, see, you need a wife that wants to overflow. See, I was like, I'm just, the God, I, I thank you for the chocolate. And the cinnamon, it was cinnamon and chocolate donuts. I said, God, I thank you for the chocolate and the cinnamon donuts for free. God, I'll stop here. My wife was like, but you like the powder ones, right? I said, I know I want the powder ones, but I don't want to press in. And the brother was like, you want the powder donuts for free too? I went in Whole Foods trying to get some gluten-free stuff. Came out the place with three boxes of free gluten-free donuts. See what I'm saying? And, and he was like, do y'all want, what else you want for gluten-free? And I was like, come on, bro. I don't want to be that kind of guy. I thank you. But, but, but what I'm telling you is, I don't even know why I told that story. Blessings will come find you. I went to, uh, the thing about me and my wife, we was, we was supposed to go to Whole Foods the night before. And I felt I wasn't supposed to go that night. God strategically had the man at the place of what I just simply desired. But because I delight in him, God cares about the minute details that I care about. God was like, my son wants some gluten-free donuts. If my son wants gluten-free donuts, and I know I have his heart, gluten-free donuts he'll have for free. The same God that did that for me. See what I'm saying? What do you work at the Whole Foods in Atlanta? See, God is in the. I'm not gonna give you my PO box. I ain't gonna give you my. I'm just saying, whatever, whatever you need to do, you do. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm trying to tell you is, when you delight in Him, the little things He care about. And I told my wife, I said, man, right before, but we had a conversation about abundance while we was in the Whole Foods, and we walked into abundance. Now, for some people, that's small, but do you know how much Whole Foods costs? Do you know how much it costs? No matter the cost. You see what I'm saying? God was like, my son want that gluten-free. I'm going to give my son that gluten-free. God's been doing that for me all the days of my life. That's why I kick it. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. You don't got to force yourself. Just flow with him. You don't You don't got to force yourself to marriage. You don't got to force it. Don't force it. Don't, don't. Just go with the flow of God. Me and my wife was not seeking the employee. We just walked up on him casually and got donuts for free. Mm, 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 mm. I knew when I was washing my wife's car today, the Lord had a word. I knew I had to get his word for somebody who's listening right now. You're so welcome. I'm telling you, if you want to, but see that put, that's work. The cinnamon, oh man, I'm trying to tell you, that thing's a blessing. Oh, it did, Ram. See, the Holy Spirit. Let me let's keep going because I gotta go. I gotta get to work. It's forty-seven minutes, forty-eight minutes. How to? Oh, I feel like I need labor on that a little bit more. Listen, man, I'm telling you, God cares about the little. If you care about Him, man, I'm telling you, if you just trust God and you care for Him, He'll t listen, man. The wife that I wake up to every day, I'm telling you, that's that's handcrafted. Do you want a match made that you made, or do you want a match made in heaven? See, you don't latch on something that ain't supposed to match. You see what I'm saying? And what I'm saying is you don't have to worry. God already got it for you. You just got to trust him and really delight in him. I'm telling you, that's right, Moses. You just got to delight. Like, God, I love you. And just go with the flow and blessings. Of, don't follow blessings. Let blessings follow you because you're following God. If you follow God, blessings will follow you. Don't find, don't try to find the blessings. Follow the blessed one. Woo! Follow the blessed one. Follow the one that is blessed. And he'll lead you. He'll lead you not to blessings, but he'll lead you into maturity. And the blessings will follow you. I don't got time to find blessings. 
I don't got time. I want to flow into them. You see what I'm saying? What about manifesting? Hey, man, the Holy Spirit will show you what to say, and things will manifest in your life if you just simply mature your life. Things will manifest, but it determines because you got you to see what you're attracting. Some of us, we're attracting who we are because we in sin. We, we attract, we're attracting stuff because we're in, in demonic things. We're in carnality. You attract those things. You see what I'm saying? Let's keep going. R, how to better yourself to attract differently. You got to release all toxicity. Man, God can't help nobody who don't forgive. You got to let Lil Ray Ray go. You got to let your auntie go. Let your mama go. Let your daddy go. Let all your exes go. Let them all go. Let it go. Release the toxicity. You're not going to be, you not. You can't be better if you better. How can you become better if you are better? You got to release all toxicity and toxic relationships. Forgiveness is huge. Like I say in all of my, most of my videos in the most recent, when I, when I come to this, Forgiveness is forgive is two words. What church do I attend? I attend, Vic, I attend Victory Christian Center here in Charlotte. Pastor Robin Gould. Pastor Robin Gould, Victory Christian Center. <clears throat> and so I release all toxicity. I mean, know what I'm trying to say? Forgiveness is giving you the opportunity to go forward. Man, listen, you gotta let them, you gotta let that stuff go. Forgiveness is a gift to you. In order to in order to go forward, you have to give. You got to forgive. You got to let them go. You see what I'm saying? Last but not least, in order to better yourself, how to better is you got to read, man. You got to read the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You got to know the word. You got to read. You got to study to show yourself a poo. Read the word. Read the, the, the area of your craft. Study, study. Find things that's going to make you better. Then, man, listen. The wackest, some of the wackest things I see in Christianity, people show the books they've read, but we don't, we can't read the fruit of what they read in their lives. People be showing all these books. I'm like, but your life ain't changed. You read 15 books this summer, but, but, but are you, are you, a, are you going to change? Man, you gotta, you just can't be a hearer of the word. You gotta be a doer. In order to be successful, in order to better yourself, you got to anchor yourself on the bedrock. You got to befriend God. You got to believe in yourself. You got to become a blessing. E, you have to be eternally minded. T, you got to take time seriously and maximize it. Second T, you got to establish new thought patterns. E, you have to exercise, eat right, and execute. R, you got to release all toxicity and toxic relationships. And you got to be a student of the word. You got to read and apply what you have read. They that delight themselves in the Lord, he will give desires your heart. Delight. Will determine your desires. Your desires will determine what's delivered to you. Love you all. Y'all be blessed. Website, IamUnplugged.com. I got six books, one children's books, five books in regards to spiritual development. Those books are available on Amazon. Just type in Joshua Ezzy. I'm in the school system. You're so welcome in the school system right now. If you want to support my wife and I's mentoring program, Propel, you can go to wepropel.education to learn more about our mentoring program or go to Propel CLT to look up all the video clips of us engaging with the students. Um, thirdly, um, uh, T-shirts. Fourthly, um, Go to my website for more. <laughs> Everything you need to know is on my website, IamUnplugged.com. I know, man. I'm, I'm working on some things right now. We'll see what the Lord has at the road for me in regards to books. But I got to get them on Audible. I know. I know. I know. Um, but Coach is working on some things, and um, the blessing will come find me. That's all I said. The thing about life is, for me, I don't worry about it. Now, I work. I build myself. I develop myself. But let me tell you this. It'll come find me, and when it finds me, I'll make sure I give it to y'all. Y'all be blessed. See y'all next time. This video will post, so just listen to it. I pray it's an encouraging you, encouragement to you forever. Gotta go. Y'all be a blessing. See y'all next time, and uh, y'all be blessed. Peace.